The Greenhouse Effect is a weekly podcast hosted by youth pastor Avery Bowman. This podcast is for teens and their parents. Our goal is to encourage, support, and strengthen the home. Contrary to popular belief, one can survive in this present culture while maintaining a personal relationship with Jesus. Join us each week as we learn from God's Word. Here is your host, Avery Bowman. Hey, Mom and Dad, it's Brother Avery here with you on another episode on The Greenhouse Effect. And like always, I want to thank you for tuning in. And honestly, my heart behind The Greenhouse Effect is simply this, that I feel that we need to be giving content and encouragement and support to parents as they engage in this journey of raising a teenager. Today, I'm going to go over some very practical um, principles right directly from God's word. We're going to go verse by verse, but how we can nurture the spirit and how we can see spiritual development in our teenagers. The first verse I want us to look at and notice is very familiar, but in Proverbs 22, verse 6, it reminds us of the lasting impact that we can have on our children's spiritual journey. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. You see, this verse serves as a profound reminder that the foundation we lay in the child's formative years can shape their beliefs and values all throughout their lifetime. And it's important for us to understand that really the greatest example and the greatest picture is how we live our lives how we live our lives in our Christian walk and what our teenagers see in us on a daily basis. I believe that if we live a life devoted and dedicated to Jesus Christ, we um, say what we mean, we mean what we say, we don't expect our teenagers to um, do what I say, not as I do, and that, that mindset and mentality does a lot of damage in the um, when a teenager is growing up, when they see the hypocrisy there. The second verse I want us to look at is 1 Timothy 4, 2. It says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. We're reminded here at this verse that teenagers have the potential to be ambassadors for Christ. And by living out their faith through action, speech, love for others in their purity and their conduct, they can influence their peers positively. And I think that's one thing, uh, parents, that I would challenge you to do is to encourage your teen to be a spiritual role model, whether they play on a Um, basketball team, soccer team, golf team, um, softball, whatever their sport is, if it's swimming, if it's, it doesn't matter exactly what their realm is, but encourage them in that realm to be a spiritual role model, to be somebody that is different. And honestly, the world looks up to that. The world wants that. Um, Teenagers today are starving for the truth. They're starving for real. And when they find it, They cling to it. So challenge your teenager to be a spiritual role model. The third verse I want to share with you is Psalms 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light 
unto my path. Hey, this verse beautifully illustrates the importance of God's word as the leading force in our teenagers' lives. You see, during adolescence, when they are making critical decisions about their future, about their relationships, about their values, the Bible has to be what is steering their mindset. It has to be that thing in their life that is 100% the source. You see, we're living in a time, honestly, mom and dad, where whatever feels good is what's true. Whatever feels right to me is what is true. And that is the agenda and the mindset that our teenagers are constantly getting is that, hey, if it feels right, just do it. If it, if it feels and seems like the truth, then it must be the truth. But we have to be very careful because thy word, God's word, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You see, it's kind of like driving at night and you have your headlights on and you can only see what your headlights are illuminating. And when you turn your headlights off, you can't see very far at all. But the truth is, we need to use God's word as a light in our lives and allow it to illuminate the next step, the next process, the next phase that we have for each and every one of us in our lives. The fourth verse that I have for you, another one that I absolutely love, is Ephesians 6.4. And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You see, there's a delicate balance that parents must encounter in fostering their teen's faith. Discipline and guidance are absolutely crucial, but it emphasizes that it should be done with love in accordance with God's teaching. How many times do we fly off the handle? How many times do we say something we shouldn't say? And honestly, parents play a critical role in creating an environment that encourages spiritual growth. I know a lot of times teenagers might come to me and say, hey, Brother Avery, why would I do this? And why would I respond to that certain situation when my parents blow up or when my parents are um, enraged? And again, I think this verse is talking about that not to live a hypocritical life, not to say one thing and do something completely other. Because when we do that, whether or not we realize it or not, but we're provoking our children to wrath. We're provoking them to make mistakes and to mess up and to sin. And so again, we're trying to feed their spiritual development. We're trying to allow them to grow. Colossians 3.2 tells us, it says, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. I wonder where our focus is at. I wonder where the majority of our time, the majority of our money the majority of our time and and calendars, resources. I wonder where we're channeling that energy. Are we constantly worried and focused on the job? Are we constantly, um, you know, obsessed with the next thing? You see, these words encourage teens to prioritize spiritual matters over worldly pursuits. And it's easy during the adolescent years to... um, inundate their lives with distractions, to numb their minds with distractions, whether it's some kind of entertainment, some kind of, you know, video game, some kind of uh, just something in their world that is a distraction 
to keep them busy from the main thing. I've said it many times to the teenagers, and I'll say it to you, mom and dad, is that distractions are not necessarily something evil and wicked. Distractions could be something as simple as, um, you know, going to a youth activity or, you know, staying up late to um, watch a good, wholesome show with your family. But if that distraction is taking them away from a time to focus on God and to meditate on the things in his word, then that's where danger can set in. Verse number six that I have for you here is 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, where the Bible tells us that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You see, the importance of Scripture in a teenager's life is paramount. Why? For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It equips teens with the knowledge and wisdom necessary to make good decisions and to carry out God's work. This is why it's dangerous to say, well, some of the Bible is relevant, but not all of it. Some of the Bible is good, but not all of it. When we discredit the scripture, we're risking our teenagers not knowing fully that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Look, there's applications to be made from Genesis 1 to Revelation 21. And I would challenge you and encourage you, mom and dad, not to um, discredit the word of God in any area. The word says what it means, and we have to submit to that. And so as we conclude this episode, I hope that the insights in these six verses that I shared with you have deepened your understanding how to nurture the spiritual development in your teenager. Mom and dad, we're up against some crazy times, but I still believe that teenagers in 2023 can thrive. They can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Hey, I want to encourage you today to stick to the stuff, to stay in God's word, to rid sin out of your life, to walk a wholesome, holy life in front of your teenager. Because the second that they expose something's not real or genuine is when they fall off board. Mom and dad, I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm here alongside you, lifting up your hands, cheering you on, and I trust that God will do an amazing work, not only in your life, but in the life of your teenager. We'll see you. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review. The greatest trick Satan has ever pulled is convincing the world he does not exist. We have to live in light of the reality that he walks about seeking whom he may devour. He is alive and well today. Remember to work out your salvation today. May God bless you richly as you seek to walk with him.